Good morning. Sorry, I turned that up for, I didn't turn this one up. <laughs> I know who turned that one up. Uh, we got a, a couple uh, prayer requests this morning I'll, I'll mention before we get started. Um, Morrison mentioned it uh, this morning about the hurricane, or the hurricane, I'm sorry, the tornado victims up in Kentucky. Uh, continue to remember that. There's a, a huge outpour of support going up there helping out, so remember them this time of year um, and those that are going to help as well it's still a dangerous uh, situation to be in um, lots of ways to get hurt and those things so remember those um, and Keith mentions this a lot and I don't ever want to forget this this time of year just remember those that have lost loved ones this year it's gonna be a tough time of year for them to celebrate Christmas with the loss of a loved one so just remember them and then Dennis Dennis Spencer Aha, got it. Dennis Spencer. So he works for Hampton's uh, Body Shop as a record driver. He hit uh, the other morning when we had that ice, the black ice in Watauga. Um, he was coming through Blowing Rock. He was not driving a wrecker. He's driving a personal truck. But he hit black ice, hit another truck head on. Uh, he's in cri critical condition right now. I don't know where they flew him to. But um, he's got four, four smaller kids, to our knowledge. Um, and they said if he makes it, he'll be in a wheelchair for a while. So just uh, pray for that, that family, Dennis Spencer, his wife, and, and the four kids that he has as well. And I'm sure there's others out here we need to remember, a lot going on. So just uh, we'll be in If you got your Bibles, turn over to Luke chapter 2, believe it or not. Who would have thought? Sunday before Christmas we'd be in Luke chapter 2. But here we are. So for the past three weeks, we've been talking about all I want for Christmas. What? what all do we want for Christmas? Now, you don't have to answer what you want for Christmas. Jason, you want a new tractor, I'm sure, and I'm, I'm about guaranteed Dan has got one right under the tree for you, right? <laughs> yep. And I'm sure Jerry's wanting a new lathe or something, and Doris is probably going to hook him up with that. And everybody's got something. Morris, he probably wants a new coon dog or something, and I'm sure Mary's going to hook him up with that. Everybody's got something that they want. Everybody's got something for Christmas that they want. Well, one of the things we talked about that we wanted for Christmas was joy. The first thing we talked about was joy. All I want for Christmas is joy. Well, if you want Jesus, we, we've discussed that. The next thing we talked about was a Savior. All I want for Christmas is a Savior. Again, it's pretty easy to find. I'm sure that's what the, the prophets of the Old Testament were saying is all I, want for, all I want is a Savior, not for Christmas, but all I want is a Savior. They've been preaching about the Savior coming and how, uh, how the world needed this Savior. God told them that they, we needed a Savior, but they, they preached about it, and all they wanted was to be a, a witness to that Savior, to be able to see God's only begotten Son, but it didn't happen for a long time after those guys. Now, last week we talked about all I want for Christmas is love, and, you know, we got together and sang the Beatles song and all that. No, not really, for y'all that missed it. Uh, you know, we want love. For Christmas, we want, to, we want to be able to experience love. And that's one of the things we do, uh, and that's with us, especially in our family. Um, we do get a sense of love when we get together and we have a time of fellowship. Tonight, when we get together here at the church and, and we have a time of fellowship and we, we listen to the kids and we watch the kids and hear the kids, um, we feel that between one another. And that's something that, that's one of the greatest things about Christmas is when it draws us together and we come together out of love, love for one another and a singular love for Jesus because we love Jesus. And so we're going to come together and we're going to love 
Jesus together tonight. So this morning, we're going to end with all I want for Christmas is peace. Peace. I love peace. I don't know about you guys, but peace is awful, awful nice. Just to have that sweet, sweet peace. When you, you go to God in prayer and you ask God for whatever you need assistance with, you just you pray to God, you say, God, I, I need you right now, and that sweet peace that, that falls on you, and I love that peace, that peace that passeth all understanding. The only way to really explain peace, that's not peace, by the way, that's grumpiness. The only way to explain peace to really get you to wrap your minds around it, more Mary probably know this kind of firsthand, I want you to think about a hurricane. Think about what happens in a hurricane. When a hurricane is moving through the ocean, up over 100 miles an hour, and it's coming across the ocean, with those winds, like the Bible says, the, the sea gets boisterous. You get waves, and you get all these waves, and the, you get big old high waves. And you see it on the news and on the Weather Channel, and you see these big waves crashing. But what you don't see satellite is what's going on about 20 feet under the surface what's going on under the surface squat nothing not a thing it's calm you go under the surface of the sea about 20 25 30 feet and it's just as calm as it can be those fish don't know what's going on up top they're just staying down low it's a calm it's a peace below the storm that you can't see there's a peace there and and what i read on this i love this right here the writer said when there is depth there's peace when there's depth, there's peace. When you have a depth in your relationship with Jesus, you will find that peace that you need. You'll find that peace that I'll understand. You're going to find what you need in Jesus. But you've got to have a deep, deep relationship with Him. You've got to have a love for Him and, and a connection with Him and a fellowship with Him. You've got to have Jesus to find that peace. Now, won't you take that same hurricane? What's the one thing we always look at when we look at a hurricane on satellite? I love to look at these. The eye. The eye of the storm. What's in the eye of the storm? Nothing. Calmness. Peace. And the eye of the storm, all the way around the storm is the winds and the rain and the light and the thunder and all the bad stuff that comes with the hurricane. You see that on the outside. But in the middle, in the middle of the eye, in the, eye the center of the storm, there is peace. There's nothing there. It's a calm. It's a calmness. And that's what we need. So in the storms of life, if we have the Lord in our lives, in the center of our lives, there's calmness, there's peace. If we keep Jesus the center of our lives, there is peace. Now, I hope y'all ain't never experienced anything like that. You got some damage, I'm sure, <laughs> over the years. But there, we get, I mean, North Carolina, we're going to get some hurricanes. Think about that this, this June when hurricane season pops up and you start tracking these hurricanes. I want you to watch these storms and just think, that center, and, 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 and just think of that hurricane life and the center of that hurricane being your heart. And where have you got Jesus? If you've got Jesus in the center of your life, you're going to find that peace that we need. Now, how many folks put peace on their list for Christmas? I mean, we're, we're here we are. We're, guys, this time next week, Christmas is over with. Do you think of it that way. I know I I'm, I'm, probably shouldn't say it like that. This time next week... Hopefully our tree will be down. I don't know if it will or not, but we Christmas is over with. We we're already thinking ahead. What we're looking at twenty twenty two. We're already starting to plan for the next year. What what do we got going on next year? But one of the things that we plan on or we try to try to plan on 
is how can I bring more peace in my life? What can I do next year? Once I get through the hustle and the bustle of Christmas, what can I do in my life for my family to bring more peace in our lives? What can we do? We pray for peace. We pray for world peace. And I, I, it might sound corny right now, but man, we need it. And that's above my pay grade. I tell you, I wish I could bring world peace right now, but I, I can't do it. But we can pray for it. I know a man can bring it. But we want this peace. That peace that passeth all understanding, we need that. And we're going to pray for that. And so as we, as we wrap up this year, it's got a few more days ahead of us, and then we're going to be on into 2022. It's just hard to believe. But we need to pray for peace. Peace in our hearts, peace in our homes, peace in our churches, peace in our communities. Just peace. We need that peace. If you've got your Bibles open to Luke 2, stand with me just a moment. Two verses, all we're going to read, Luke 2. Verse 13 says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Let's pray. Father, this morning we just want to come to you with a thankful heart. Lord, we just thank you for that love that you have for us, that peace that was brought to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for that peace that we feel when we come to you in a time of need, in a time of trouble, knowing that you're going to give us that comfort that we need. Lord, we might not get what we're asking for, but we're going to get what you see, say that we need. God, thank you for giving us that, that only begotten Son. Lord, thank you for loving us enough to know that we needed your Son, Jesus Christ, as our Savior. And thank you enough right now for allowing him to come out of the comforts of heaven just to be with us, us old sinners. But Lord, we thank you for loving us. So many times we feel unlovable. The world may not love us. Father, it gives us great peace and great joy knowing that you do. No matter what goes on in our lives, no matter how far we stray from you, you'll always love us. And we thank you for that. Father, I pray this morning for those that are, that are hurting this Christmas season, that lost those loved ones. Lord, I pray that you would just give them comfort. And Lord, we just lift up the Spencer family to you this morning as well, those, those poor kids as, as they have to sit back and, and watch as their daddy recovers from this accident. Father, I pray that you would just uh, touch him in a way he's never been touched before. Father, I pray that you would remove all pain and anguish that's in his body right now, Lord, and get him back home to his family. Father, once again, we just want to thank you for this time that you've given us together to worship, to worship your son. All in your son's name we pray. Amen. You have a seat. You ever fight so hard to find joy and peace and hope, especially this time of year? We read it in our Christmas cards. We, see, we give out Christmas cards and it says we wish you a Merry Christmas or, or we, uh, bringing you great joy or we hope you find peace this time of year. We, we think it should be easy because it's on the card. It's in our Bibles. We should be able to find that, that stuff this time of year. That's what the season's all about, right? Peace, love, joy. That's what the season's all about. But why do we have such a hard time finding it? It's because we've made it all about us and not about Him. That's why we can't find that love. That's why we have a hard time finding 
joy. That's why we have a hard time finding hope in Christmas is because we have taken Christ out of Christmas. We have taken it completely out. And that's, y'all know, my family will tell you, I'm not a big Christmas fan, never have been. I like Easter. I'm all about some resurrection, but I know there was no resurrection without the birth of Jesus. Christmas has been so commercialized. It's just taken Christ completely out of it. So it's not God's fault that we can't find hope and love and joy. It's our fault because we ain't looking for it in the right place. We're looking for it under a tree. We're looking for it in the envelope. We're just looking for it everywhere else, but we're not going to find it because it's right here where we're not looking. It's in the Word of God. That's where we're going to find our peace and our love and our joy. We're not looking deep in our hearts where Jesus is because that's where we're going to find that peace and that love and that joy. We don't have our eyes focused on the hill like we're supposed to looking up into heaven because that's where we're going to find our peace and our love and our joy. We're looking everywhere else for it, but we're not looking in the right place. We've taken Christ completely out of Christmas. That's not what God wants. There's a group called uh, Mental Health America, and they did a survey, and they asked what kind of anxieties people have this time of year. And y'all could probably guess it because we all have all three of them right now. There's three types of anxieties that we deal with right around Thanksgiving all the way up to the new year. The first one, financial problems. We're going to get credit card bills here pretty soon. Or we've spent more than we're bringing in for Christmas, and we're going to have to deal with that later on too. We talked about a while ago, grief. Grief. I don't care if it's been this year or four years or 10 years or 20 years since you lost a loved one. It's always tough at Christmas, especially when you have that relationship with them. It's hard at Christmas to celebrate Christmas without that loved one. Grief is, is a second one. And the third one, and I'll second and third this one, busyness. We stay busy this time of year. Christmas parties, Christmas parties. Christmas parties. Then after the parties, then you got to get on the family. And you got to do all these Christmas get-togethers with your family. And we're busy. And we tend to just stay so busy, it stresses us out. Busyness is a stressor. Grief is a stressor. Financial uh, interruptions in your life, those, those are all stressors in our lives. So what I want you to understand this year, especially this year, don't worry about the busyness. Don't worry about the grief. Don't worry about the finances. I want you to worry about focusing on peace. You need to try to take as much of that away and find that peace that we were talking about. Peace in the King James Bible is in there 429 times. You'll find scripture in the Bible every day of the year if you'll go read it. 429 times you're going to find peace in the Bible. You will find peace every day of your life if you'll just read. Focus on that peace. Peace, peace it's a beautiful word in the Scripture. I was telling Maria, I, um, I don't know if you guys remember Preacher Daniel Lawrence when he was here doing revival, and he had talked about getting a certain version of the Webster Dictionary, 1867, I think is what it was. What you think about that? I got that. I actually got, it's the version, it's just the King James Version of that Webster Dictionary. And I found some stuff that I'm going to read here real fast, and it's their definition of peace. And I like this. Peace, in a general sense, a state of quiet or tranquility, freedom, freedom from disturbance or agitation, applicable to society, to individuals, or to the temper of the mind. It also means freedom from war with a foreign nation or a public quiet. 
It means freedom from internal uh, commotion or civil war. It means freedom from private quarrels, uh, suits, or disturbances. It means freedom from agitation or disturbance by the passions as from fear, terror, anger, anxiety, or the like. It means heavenly rest, the happiness of heaven. It means harmony, concord, a state of reconciliation between parties at variance. And it also means public tranquility, that quiet order and security which is granted by the laws as to keep the peace to break the peace. That, that's a lot about peace, ain't it? If y'all were taking notes, I'll read that later. That's a lot about peace. I love peace. I love it when it's peaceful. I like it when the girls are not fighting and it's peaceful at home. We like that peace, don't we? That peace. Don't we, Kristen? <laughs> we... Yeah. <laughs> we love peace. It... He likes peace. We love to have that peace in our lives. Now, peace is used four different ways, and that's what we're going to look at this morning. Four different ways that we can see peace in the Bible. And there's four different ways that we can have peace in our lives. And the first thing is peace with God. Peace with God. Now, Billy Graham wrote a book one time, and if you have never read it, you need to get this one. This is a good one. I have not read it all the way through, but, man, I, I've got, I actually have the calendar that come from this. And it gives different quotes every day from this book. Peace with God. And listen to what he wrote. He said, The greatest warfare going on in the world today is between man and God. Too many of us are just plain stubborn, and we refuse to give God his way in our lives. Now, he wrote that 50 years ago. If you go over and you look at Luke 4.18, the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Uh, Jesus is telling them why he's here. Why, his, why the Father sent him here on earth. What, what we need. Why he's here. Why he's going to die. He's telling them. He's explaining. That's why, that's why I'm here. But here's the thing, everybody loved Jesus for saying that until they realized he meant it for everybody. And then it kind of, it bothered them. Them Jews, it bothered the Jews. They thought they were fine with him talking like that until they realized he's talking about them too. And then what did they do? Pharisees do what Pharisees do best. They run him out of town to kill him for speaking the truth. They did not have peace with God. You want peace, you need to first start with peace with God. Start with making Him your Lord and Savior. Finding that peace in Him. The Scripture says that, again, they drove Him out of town and they tried to kill Him. But Jesus said, everyone can be at peace with Him. And this is where it comes from, Romans 5.1. Paul says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You will not find peace in this Christmas tree. As pretty as that thing is, Sage, you've done an awesome job. As pretty as that thing is, there's no peace in that tree. You might see it as a symbol of peace, or you might see it as a, a symbol of, of Christmas, or you may even see it as a symbol of, of Jesus when you see that. But you're not going to find the peace in that tree. Find peace in any of these decorations. You're not going to find peace in your bank account. You won't find peace in your vehicles. You won't find peace. The Bible says here, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God 
through our Lord Jesus Christ. There is only one way to find peace. Jesus told us, He was the way of heaven. I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's where the peace is. That peace that passeth all understanding. Paul says you're going to find it in Jesus Christ alone. Nowhere else in this world will you find peace. So number one, have peace with God. Number two, peace of God. Just before Jesus died, this is what he said. He said, John, in John 14, 21, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Peace I leave with you. When he left us, he, you know, I can't, I hate to say that. He never left us. He went to be with the Father. But he said, I'll leave you with something. I'll not leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave you with something. Amen. There'll be something here to remind you of me. There'll be something, a piece of me will be inside of you. That way you'll never be alone. You'll always have me there with you. And I'll ask you this morning, how much of this peace do you want in your life? How much peace do you want him to have in your life? Do you want to bring on your own peace? Do you want to try to make your own peace? Do you want to try to make things right on your own? Do you want to try to on your own? You'll not find peace in that. You will only find peace if you let God have it. If you let God take on whatever's going on in your life, just let Him have it. The amount of peace you'll experience depends on how much room you make for Him in your life. When you evacuate everything in your life out of your life that's hindering you, when you, when you get all the sin and the burdens out of your life and you make as much room as you can for Him, you'll start finding peace. I promise you that. Because there's no room for sin and peace and joy and happiness and love and long-suffering and all those things in your life you won't have room for if you have a sin-filled heart. If that sin-filled heart's just bubbling, bubbling over with all the things that the devil there's no room for peace get that out of your heart get that sin out of your heart and allow Jesus to come in and bring that peace with you now the third thing is peace with others Matthew 5 9 says blessed are the peacemakers and no that ain't talking about law enforcement which is fine blessed are they anyway but that's not what he meant by that blessed are the peacemakers the Bible tells us that once we find peace we're responsible to make peace Don't you think about salvation. When you were saved, God gloriously saved you that day, wherever it was. Did you leave the church and go pick a fight? <laughs> no. I don't recall up off the floor over at Willowdale Baptist Church, October 26, 1997, and picking a fight with the first person I met in the parking lot. I remember a piece that fell over me remember trying to be as peaceful as possible around me. Jesus didn't tell us to be peacekeepers. He told us to be peacemakers. Peacemaker. Don't be that person stirring up mess at home or at work or at church, wherever it is. Be the peacemaker. Be the one that people turn to in that time of struggle, wherever it's at, that they'll turn to seeking advice to help them make peaceful decisions. Make them, or help them, keep the peace 
wherever, it's, wherever they're at. We're called to be peacemakers. Bring the peace. Now, there's plenty of conflict around, so that can be a full-time job. Romans 12, 18 says, If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. So what are the, a few things that we talk about as a Christian that's hard to do? Number one, love. Number two, forgive. And right here's probably one of the third ones, probably one of the top ones anyway. It says, if it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Live a peaceable life. That's tough. People can rub you the wrong way. People can say things about you or do things that can rub you the wrong way. And it's hard to be peaceable in that time. But he's telling us right here, if it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceable with all men. Now the fourth thing, final thing. Peace for others. Peace for others. We like it when everybody's happy, don't we? like it. That saying, if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. We like it when mama's happy. We like it when everybody's happy. Remember that, Sage. I seen Andrew look at you. Man, she cut them eyes. We love it when everybody's happy. Because we have peace, it's also ours to give away. To share. We want to share it with everybody. When the shepherds heard the good news of Jesus, the Bible says that they hurried off to tell others. Amen. They hurried off. They went on their way. They, they, they said they... Um, I just lost it. I can't remember exactly. It's something about... They made haste, I think. But they went on. They went on. Because they wanted everybody to know as quickly as possible. They wanted to see Him as quickly as possible, but then they wanted to go on and tell everybody else as quickly as possible. We have that same responsibility. The peace of Jesus is not just for us. When we receive that peace, when we're saved, and we receive that peace, it ain't just ours. We've got to share that peace with everybody else. We need to tell everybody we come in contact with about this peace that they can receive. About this peace that only Jesus can provide for them. We have, it's hard, I know. It's one of the hardest things to do is be a witness to, for some people. Some people, it just comes natural. I mean, they just, they just got it. They can go out and tell everybody about Jesus. Not everybody can do that. He offers it to everyone, and it's made possible all... Because not just the birth, but the death of Jesus. That's where we'll get our peace. That death and that resurrection of Jesus Christ. We'll find peace in Him. We'll place our faith and trust in Him and what He has done for us. There was a, um, a lady, went and talked to an older lady one time. She had arthritis real bad. She's struggling. Oh, she's struggling so bad with her arthritis, and, and it crippled her. If you know anybody that's got it really bad, it'll, it'll cripple you. And, and she went and visited with her, and, and she said, she asked a friend, she said, do you suffer much? That lady said, with arthritis, she said, yes. And she held her hands up, and she said, but there's no nails here. There's no nails here. 
He felt the nails, but I feel the peace. And she looked over at her friend and she pointed at her head and she said, there's no thorns here. He felt the thorns. I feel the peace. She looked at her with tears in her eyes and she held her side and she said, there's no piercing in my side. He took the piercing. He felt the piercing. I feel the peace. That's what you get with Jesus. He took on the nails, the thorns, the plucking, the spit, all the things that we read about in the Bible that He went through. He took it all so that you can feel the peace. You will not find peace anywhere else but Jesus Christ. The only place you're going to find it. Peace in Jesus. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Did you catch that last part? Through Christ Jesus. That's it. He doesn't say anything about Walmart or Hallmark or Kmart or Amazon or whatever eBay, whatever it is. It doesn't say anything about that. It just says, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That is all. Amen. That is all. Y'all stand with me. I know it seems short. All I want for Christmas... Is joy, Savior, Amen. hope, peace. Amen. You can have it all. You can have it all. You can have it all right now if you want. If you ain't got it, you can have it all right now. I want you to think about what you put your, your faith in. I'll just say that. What you put your faith in to find peace. Better not be of anything worldly, and it better be of only Jesus. But if you've tried to find peace in something in this world, you'll not find it, but I can tell you where you can find it. You just ponder on it. Just think about it. Cindy, I'm going to ask you to play for just a moment, if just something, whatever. Just play a little something. And just just for a moment, I, every head bowed, every eye closed. I think it's I think it'd be a great time of year for somebody that's never accepted Jesus. Right here at Christmas, be the greatest gift you've ever received. This morning, I want you just to search your hearts just for a brief moment.
And before we leave the church, I want you to think back at that time and that place. That time that the Lord called you out of a pew or out of your home or wherever it was, burdened your heart, and you got down and you asked Him into your life. What do you think about that time, that place? That's special. It may have been an early Christmas present. I don't know. But this morning, if you can't reflect back on that time and that place and you've never felt a peace in your life and you've just struggled your whole life with, with doubts and concerns and fears of, of maybe splitting hell wide open or just the uncertainty of where you're going to be if you was to leave this place and going home and, and not make it home. If you've ever had uncertainty, today would be a great day to get that right in your life. Get things fixed. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Receive that peace. Receive that joy. And live in His love this morning and the rest of your life. Father God, this morning, we just want to come to You and just thank You again for the sacrifice, for that sacrificial lamb that You sent for us. Oh Lord, it's such a beautiful sight. Just the thought of God in the flesh dwelling among men, learning, going through what we've been through. Also, we can turn to Him in time of need, in time of desperation, a time of hurt, in time of pain, a time when we can't fix anything on our own. We've got somewhere to turn, someone to turn to. We thank You for Your Son, for that precious baby, for that precious gift. And they're swaddling clothes. Father, today as we depart from here and we'll go about our business for a little while today, I pray, God, that you would keep us safe in our travels. God, I pray that you continue to convict the hearts of those that are lost. God, I pray that tonight when we come back to this church service, that if it be one that's lost, Lord, they come and turn to you as quickly as possible and receive that free gift. God, we love you today and we thank you again for doing in this church. Thank you for moving in our hearts today, and thank you for that peace, that peace that passeth all understanding. We love you. Father, we praise you today. All in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, be back here tonight at 6 o'clock for the Christmas play, and 7, 6, 6, it is 6, okay, and uh, you might want to fast, just so you, I'm just saying, Daniel Boone in was catering, so you might want to come on an empty stomach. All right, we'll see y'all after a while. Oh, okay, yeah, some of y'all hang out a minute. We're going to move some stuff.